Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to Wucko's Bump in the Night. This is your host, Trevor Jensen, and with me as always is... Riley Clark. And we have a special episode with a special guest here to talk to us about some interesting disappearances. Hi! Who are you? Oh, I'm Jenna. That's Jenna. She didn't want to tell you who she was because maybe she disappears at the end of this episode. Apparently introductions are for the birds. (laughs) But yes, like I just said earlier... In two seconds ago, <laughs> we're doing disappearance, and this is the hundred and seventh episode. That's true. That is correct. Night, so we might as well do something different. We've never done any dis- disappearances ever before. Before that, we'd little like to apologize little, little this, for the last couple weeks of not having an episode. Life got in the way. Life. Some car stuff with me and Trevor happened like back to back. I don't have a car anymore. (laughs) I don't have a car right now. And then I went on vacation and yeah, I just got back from Mackinac Island like literally two and a half minutes ago. Yeah, so we walked in and you were just in. (laughs) Uh, But I also went to the other parts of the UP, to Quamanon Falls. Beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. Pictured rocks. Did yeah. the whole Michigan sightseeing tour, so it was yeah, pretty awesome It is a awesome wonderful weekend. experience to Did go some check all that out. paranormal investigating on Mackinac Island. Did you catch anything? Uh, we did like this. Eh. I didn't have any of the stuff with me. I had oh. it at the hotel room, Okay, but I didn't bring it with me like when we went out backpacking because we didn't know we were going to come across yeah, you had like, no idea. the cemetery. was going to be like right by where we were trying to go. Correct. I see that. I see you. So we just used like a little phone app thing, and I don't know how definitive it, any, it phone was, apps, but it was They rubbed me the cool. wrong way. Yeah, it was still pretty cool. That's very interesting. Okay, do we have any notifications to clear? No, we're still trucking along. We're just still trucking, trucking along. along. I mean, if oh, you Ghostorama. Yet, Ghostorama this coming weekend is really the only big notification. Maybe we'll go live if you guys want to tune in. Yeah, we'll probably we'll, we'll go live I think there that's for a, good a little idea. bit. Yeah, I think that's a good just idea. Just see what's up. So Talk check to the our listeners. Facebook live for a little bit on this coming Saturday, August twentieth. We'll be at Ghostorama in Paw Paw, Michigan, at the Poe House, at the Poor House. It's actually the Playhouse. It's the Playhouse. It's the Playhouse. It's the poor house. It's the poor house. Hundred percent sure it's the poor house. You've been smoking crack. <laughs> no, it says playhouse on the thing. Poor house, po- poor house, playhouse. <laughs> it's the poorest playhouse you'll ever see. Oh my god! <laughs> but we'll be there in Paw Paw, Michigan. So come out and meet us. Have a good time. Our great paranormal friends will be out there. Tommy Tombstone, oh, then Randy. For all ages. There's gonna be live Danny, music, car show. The guy who's marrying you will be there. Yep. Getting married here in 40 days. There's also kids' haunted houses on there, too. I read the whole entire thing. So yeah, there, kids. there's literally everything We'll be doing everybody. an investigation late at night. It's going to be freaking eventful, people. It's Super eventful. We'll see you there. Ghostbusters will be there legitimately. You want to see the ecto. Yeah, we're going to spray everyone with ectoplasm. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. That sounds dirty. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Okay, well, I mean, without further ado, why don't we let... But before we get there, we have some disappearances. Oh. Oh, that's true. Before we get to Ghost Around, we have some disappearances. Although, maybe we'll disappear before that and we'll never even make it. You never know. Yeah. Dude, oh, 
Before, no. oh. <laughs> so when we got to Mackinac City, I have to I have to talk about this because it was really crazy. So me, Mel, and Austin are sitting on our balcony that like overlooked Lake Huron, right? Yeah. And we were watching the stars. It was a super starry night. Aliens, bro. Please, <laughs> yes. And we all seen this light, and it was moving, and it was way too high to be a plane, and it was yep. moving way too fast to be a plane, and we and all one eighty right at the same time when we all seen it. It got super bright what? and then disappeared. No. And then we seen two other things that were like kind of like that as well. You didn't get it on video? No. So you sad. wouldn't be able to see it. The That's moon was true. so bright. You couldn't like it was a full moon too. That's fucking crazy. And and honest to God, when you're in the UP, there's less light pollution, so it's a lot easier to see the night sky. So that's yeah, I fucking didn't cool. Stay up late enough when we were on the island. To you got see the, the old stars. man fever. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, I was so tired from biking all day. I was gonna say I seen you on that bike just ripping around Mackinac. Oh, so. dude, we ripped all around. That's awesome. Oh, I'm glad you had fun, and I'm glad you got to experience an alien. That's pretty sick. Oh, oh. We also stayed in this really old, like bread and breakfast hotel yeah and i'm pretty sure i got touched on the back while i was sleeping like, like getting ready to like sleep i was laying in my bed like on my face and it <laughs> felt like someone like took their finger and went straight up the middle of my back they just wanted to make sure you were comfy and it used to be a brothel and she wanted <laughs> to touch you it could have been a brothel band it was right in mackinac city you never it was know. the same hotel we saw the aliens too that's so. fucking wild maybe she just liked your spine i don't know it's like skinwalker ranch but mackinac city style yeah so <laughs> some weird stuff's going on in mackinac city except for nobody killed an alien with a katana but we also went to skull cave on the island that was cool because that's an indian burial ground that's pretty sick and we did get it i didn't get it on video or anything but we were doing the ghost tube thing and we were asking like if any natives were there like how they died or if they were a soldier because there's a big fort on Mackinac island and a voice came through the ghost tube and it said in the eye he took an arrow in the eye so yeah shot in or the a eye, spear cannonball i don't think it would go through his eye it'd probably destroy his face it like can pound it his only face. took one side out just the not just the eye just full left side yeah, eye jaw everything yep. crushed that's really fucking dark <laughs> but i'm here for it yeah and then we had uh in the cemetery we had a voice come through and it said murdered murdered like they were murdered yeah i'm sure there is people buried there that have been murdered on the island i'm sure 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 of it there can't be that many burial sites it was a big cemetery. Was it? Well, yeah. it's probably because they put everybody that dies there there. <gasps> Excuse me. I had the hiccups for a second. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's basically That was it. the gist? Yeah. That was the old 412? Pretty much, yeah. I dig it. That's really all that happened in Paranormal Other than just sense. a relaxing weekend, just yeah. chilling, seeing Being the scenery. A shooby. A shooby. You're a lower peninsula boy, so <laughs> they're probably like a local said tourists. that I at, a local asked me if I was from the island. I'm like, no, no, I'm they're from like, Muskegon. oh, you just carry yourself like you're a local, and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, I am from Michigan, so I mean, we are all Michiganders, <laughs> so I don't know what you want to say. That's fucking awesome. All right, so why don't we just dive right in, Jenna? What are we? Uh, what do you got for us today? I have. The disappearance of Tara Lee Calico. Have you guys heard of her? Nope. Nope. School me. School you? All right. So, Tara was born on February 28th, 
Oh, I'm sorry, 1969 in... <laughs> 69. <laughs> and uh, I think it's pronounced Bellin, New Mexico, and disappeared September 20th, 1988, near her home in Bellin, New Mexico. She was only 19 years old when she disappeared. Prostitute. <laughs> so they believe that she was kidnapped. Um, July... Prostituted. <laughs> July 1989, a Polaroid picture of a identified young woman and boy was televised after it was found in a convenience store parking lot in Port Port St. Joe, Florida. I've heard of this one, actually. It's fucking weird. Like, they were, like, tied up in the back of a van. That in was the, the photograph? Picture. Yeah, that yeah. was the picture. So keep the boy in mind, because I will um, talk more about him towards the end. Um, it says, in the photo, the two were gagged and bounded. So, and I actually looked at the photo, and it's really, really freaking sad. Like, really sad. We'll make it the cover photo. <laughs> it's pretty dark. It is really dark. Um, it says, family friends of Calico say the photo resembled her a lot, so they contacted the mother who got a hold of the investigators to examine the photo. Calico's mother believes it was her... By saying time, growth, and lack of makeup into, like, the consideration because of how she was looking in the photograph. Says there was also a scar on the woman's leg that matches Calico's. So the same identified scar. What year did they find the photo? Um, that was 1989. And they went missing 88? Uh, yes. So well, it was she just did. a year. She did. She went missing in 1988. So... There's a fly just flew on my face. <laughs> uh, Scotland Yard analyzed the photo and said that the woman was indeed Calico. But after a second analysis by the Los Alamos National Laboratory, they said it was not Calico. And then the FBI got involved. And they also looked at the photo. And they said that their thought was inconclusive. It crossed state lines, so of course the FBI got involved. So, I but... <laughs> Amazing. So, do you guys, like, have you guys ever watched Unsolved Murders and America's Most Wanted when you were, like, kids? Still Unsolved do. Unsolved Mysteries is still by far the best one. So, this uh, case was actually um, on Unsolved Murders, America's Most Wanted, and uh, I think it's called A Current Affair. I've never heard of it, so. It's on the the ID network where they do all the true crime bullshit. That's why. Um, Oprah Winfrey and 48 Hours also talked about the case. You get a chair and you get a chair. <laughs> you get a Polaroid picture. Sorry, too dark. Too dark. <laughs> All right. So now it's 2008. The sheriff of Do Not Come For Me, New Mexico, if I say this wrong, uh, Valenza. Valenza. Right there. Where is it? Valencia. Valencia County, the sheriff, Rene Rivera, said that he received information that two teenagers hit Calico with a truck, panicked, and then killed her. Then what about the Polaroid? We will get there. But you can't hit somebody with a truck and then tie them up and they look fine. I mean, that's true. Um, It says the boys also said they knew Calico um, prior to the hit and kill and they drove up behind her and that's how the accident started who the fuck are these boys (laughs) we'll never know because they never give out names that's dumb well then they're obviously not like true suspects yeah like they're probably people of interest but 
you can't say that they did it because they're just like, hey man, you never found the body, but I did it. Celso says that Rivera stated he knew the names of the people involved, but without a body, he could not make a case. So no body, no case. That's why most murders go unsolved. Mm, yep. Calico's stepfather, John Dole, stated that the sheriff should not make comments if he wasn't willing to make arrests. And I agree with that, because how are you going to say something but not say who these people are, even if they're of interest? So they don't you, have to tell. Well, they don't you, have to say anything. And also, you want to keep the public from freaking out. Especially if it's a serial killer. Yeah, and if it's like, hey, people are missing and we can't find their bodies, and now there's Polaroids popping up with these people, it's like, hey, I'm kind of scared for my children! Yeah. So you kind of want to keep them like, hey, it's okay, it's an isolated We're not going to tell you everything. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> October 2013th, 13th, yep, 13th, 2013, a six-person task force got involved to reinvestigate, but as of 2017, still no arrests were made. You know it's 2022, right? Yes, I am aware. So what happened in 2022? Just wait till the end. I don't like waiting. <laughs> Gosh. We'll get there. <laughs> but on October... We have four years to go. <laughs> four years? <laughs> but on October 1st, 2019, the FBI announced they are offering a reward up to $20,000 for any details leading to the identification or location of Tara Lee Calico. So we need to become web sleuths, and we need to figure out what happened to her. We are right now. Well, like, I want to become a private investigator because $20,000 in my pocket would definitely be nice. Okay, that's a really morbid way of saying, like, we should solve murders. <laughs> Just to get paid. <laughs> so now, There's good money in homicide. You're not wrong. In September 2021, how do you say that again? Valencia. County Sheriff's Office and the New Mexico State Police released a statement saying they have a new lead in the case and a sealed warrant for the unknown resident in... Valencia County has been issued. So they got a warrant. Are they going to arrest somebody? Did they figure it out? Was it a man or a woman? As of Tell me. <laughs> Black eyed kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. As of 2022, the case still remains open and no arrests have been made. She's been missing for 33 years, 10 months, and 14 days. She's older than I am now. What's really sad is Tara's mother and father both died before they can even figure out what happened to her. Well, that's what usually happens when what people go What about the boy? Yeah, what uh, about the boy? I'll get there. So, but her stepfather is still alive to this day, and he really hopes that she's found. Which I do, too. I hope that any person who goes missing is found. I hate to say it, but they're probably going to find a body. Yeah. And then the boy in the photo was Michael Henley, a missing child also from New Mexico. They found his body a couple miles away in the woods where he disappeared. His cause of death was dehydration. What? what? Wait, so they confirmed it was him in the picture? Yes. Yes, okay. Then how did he die what? of dehydration in, they, in the woods? From what I read... So they, the dude dumped him? So from what I'm... From what I then her read, body's probably by his. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too. But from what I read is that they didn't really specify him. They just said that that's who they identified in the photo. Did they do autopsies and see if he was, like, 
like raped or anything like that because then that would make sense right. why he was abducted. bondage marks yeah exactly unless no. the bondage happened like after death then post-mortem then it wouldn't leave a bruise no all they said I that his think. cause of death was dehydration and that was it were they alive in the pictures yes how could you tell I mean, you can kind of tell. I mean, if you look it up, you can kind of see it in their eyes. I don't know. I could look pretty dead in a photo. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I make Give a pretty me some convincing ketchup. zombie. Give me some ketchup. I don't know. That story is weird. I, I feel like she's probably where his body was. I would also agree with that. Okay, that was an interesting But why? One. How? What's their relation? I need to know. There probably wasn't any is I the think, thing. I believe they were both kidnapped. Well, no shit. Well, well, that's what I'm just saying, is I believe that they were both kidnapped. He was in the picture. I know. Of course he was abducted. But then where is Tara? How come they found his body, but they can't find hers? Because the guy learned. He dumped the first body and said, Nah, I'm never going to let them find this one. Threw her off her gorge. Fed her to the gators. They were in Florida, right? That's where the photo was found. So he fed him to the gators and But it all happened in New Mexico. It's a long way away from Florida. That's a yeah. long ways to find that photo. That's many state lines. Okay. The next one I have for y'all is the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. This one's interesting. So I'm going to do a lot of reading, and then we can analyze it after the fact. Brian Schaefer, born February 25th, 1979, was an American metal stu- medical student of The Ohio State University. On the night of March 31st, 2006, Schaefer went out with his friends to celebrate the beginning of spring break. Later, he was separated from them, and they assumed he had gone home. However, a security camera near the entrance to a Columbus bar recorded him briefly talking to two women just before 2 a.m., April 1st, and then apparently re-entering the bar without any evidence of him leaving the area. Schaefer has not been seen or heard from since. The case has received national media attention. I've seen this video. This is very interesting. He goes into the bar and is never seen again. How does that even happen? Yeah, never even leaving the bar. And there's many theories to how he could have got out, but it still doesn't make sense. And it still doesn't point to any fingers why he would leave. He was going to be a doctor. He was finishing his residency and everything like his life was just beginning he was set he was going to be set for life unless he absolutely hard work but yeah schaefer's disappearance has been especially puzzling to investigators since there was no other public accessible entrance or exit to the bar at the time columbus police have several theories about what happened some interest and suspicion has been directed at a friend of schaefer's who's accompanied him to the bar that night but who has refused to take a lie detector test regarding the incident while foul play has been suspected including the possible involvement of purposed or of the purported smiley face serial killer it has also been speculated that he might be alive living somewhere else under a new identity. And smiley face killers are crazy too. That and it's it's such a weird theory too because like he could be one person, it could be a lot of people playing off the same trope. You know what I mean? Like but making smiley why faces. Why would around someone there. that's worked their whole life and dedicated their whole life to medical school just about to finish their residency? He just, had a good home life too. Like everything like, was. Why good. would they just go? Oh, I don't want to be this person anymore. Do you think they could have uh, killed him off for money? 
Well, that's the thing is, how do you do that? He probably didn't have a lot of money at that time. Yeah. Let's be honest. He was going through med school. It was probably in a lot of... He's in debt. Or his parents. I don't think his parents were that well off. I mean, I think they did all right, but... Can't um, really go into that. I don't know what his childhood... I know know it wasn't bad. So I'll give you a little bit of his background, too. Brian Schaefer grew up in Pickerton, Ohio, a suburb outside Columbus, the eldest of two sons to Randy and Renee Schaefer. He graduated from the local high school in 1997 and went to Ohio State University for his undergraduate work. Six years later, he graduated with a degree in microbiology. Following that, Schaefer began studies at the OSU College of Medicine in 2004. During his second year there in March 2006, his mother died of... This is going to be a hard one. Malodysplasia. Malodial dysplasia? Schaefer's friends say that although he appeared to be handling it well, her death was hard for him. During his time at medical school... I can't say medical today. Schaefer had become romantically involved in another medical student. Student. Wow. Alexis Wagner. She, along with their families and friends, believed that Brian would probably be proposing marriage to her in late 2006, most likely on a trip to Miami the couple had planned for spring break at the beginning of April. So he was about to go on vacation, too, and then he disappears. Yeah, he had his whole, he had his whole life. He had a woman, medical school he was getting done with. He already had a degree in microbiology. Like, man had a lot going for him, so it's very odd that he just up and leaves. I mean, I get losing a parent is very hard. After losing my mom, I was also pretty lost for a while, but I wasn't about to just disappear off face planet. Doesn't sound like he was really that lost, though. True. Uh, Tropical locations such as Miami were attractive to Schaefer. He liked their relaxed lifestyles. He told his friends that despite his decision to pursue medical career, his real ambition was to start a band playing music in vein of Jimmy Buffett. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's it's pretty cool. But I mean, like, you have the money to start a band at that point, and then you have the money to do whatever you need to to get recording time because you're a doctor. You're a doctor, Jimmy Buffett. It just sounded like he had his whole life planned out. Sounded like he had a good head on his shoulders, so this is still very odd. So we'll get a little bit but more there, into this. But there isn't experience. really anything alarming from like his time in the bar, right? There isn't really like reports of really. acting weird. Other or... than when he talked to the two girls and then went back inside. There's there's a lot of theories floating that like maybe he uh, talked to the wrong girls and people decided they were going to take him out. Or maybe he's like inside the bar somewhere, like dead. Like in between like a wall or something that nobody's checked. Or there was construction going on behind the bar in a, in a hallway that you could get through to get into the construction site. But there's also cameras outside of the construction site on other businesses that if he would have walked through there in the amount of time, you know, like it would have taken, they would have seen him come out at a certain timestamp. Never did. So the fact that is he just disappeared inside of He's this bar. He's living in the walls. It, it also breathes the possibility of there was a wormhole in the toilets. And he just phased through that shit and is gone forever. In the toilet specifically? Well, it's like, um, what am I trying to think of? Uh, Twilight Zone, where like you walk through a door and it's not a door that goes to anywhere you know about. And it's like, what the he fuck? He just walked through it at the wrong time. It was Narnia, bro. He's gone. It's crazy. Yeah, I know that one. I've seen that video. It's weird. It's super weird. You see him, he looks fine. He's not like drunk and falling over himself. Walks back in, gone how this has always been one of the most perplexing disappearances i've ever seen in my entire 27 years now 
Did you forget how old you were? I did. I really did think about it. It's okay. It's good. Okay to forget. I'm trying to forget since you know I had. Let's big... just forget together that we're closing in on thirties. Yeah. Can't relate. Shut your mouth. You're Shut your whore mouth. You're getting there before you closer know it. every day, and I hate it. Uh, on March thirty first, this is about the disappearance by the way. A Friday, classes at OSU ended for spring break the next week. Schaefer and his father Randy celebrated the occasion by going out for a steak dinner together earlier in that evening, so he still has a great relationship with his dad. Schaefer's father noted that he seemed exhausted from having pulled all-nighters earlier in the week, cramming for some important upcoming exams. Not very out of the norm for medical students or college students in general. I know I did that a lot. He did not think Schaefer should go out with a friend, William Clint Florence. This is the dude that doesn't want to take the lie detector test. Later that night, as he planned to do, but did not express his reservations to his son. Bet you his dad holds that to his heart pretty hard. Yeah. That sucks. At 9 p.m., Schaefer met Florence at the Ugly Tuna Saloon and Bar, a South Campus Gateway Complex on High Street in Columbus. An hour later, Schaefer called Wagner, who had returned home from Toledo to visit with her family before she and Schaefer were due to depart to for Miami. Schaefer and Florence went bar hopping, visiting several other drinking establish- establishments and working their way down to the Arena District. At each stop, the two had one shot each of hard liquor, according to Florence. That's not terrible. No, he wasn't even that drunk, really. I mean, you got a pretty heavy buzz going, but you're not like, I can't walk. talking college student. I don't care if he is a medical college student. He probably put him down. Yeah, I can put him down, and I don't even drink that often. Uh, I remember when you were drinking, you could really put him down. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like blackout drunk, like I did at my bachelorette party. You also had eight shots and mixed drinks, so I mean that's still probably twice the amount of alcohol that he consumed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After midnight, Schaefer and Florence met Medrith, Meredith. Sorry, I said Medrith. It's Meredith Reed, a friend of Florence in the short north. Reed gave them a ride back to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. It's su- yeah, it's Saluna. Tuna Saluna. It's really fun to say. Where they had started the night and joined them for the last round. While the three were there, Schaefer separated from his companions. Florence and Reed attempted to find Schaefer, repeatedly calling him. They left with the other patrons when the bar closed at 2 a.m., waiting outside for Schaefer. When he was not among the departed crowd, and they watch. if you watch the video of everybody walking out, you count the heads... One never comes out. As many as went in, all but one don't come out. And of course, it was Brian. Super fucking crazy. They assumed he had gone back to his apartment without letting them know. Wagner and Schaefer's father both tried to call him later that weekend, but he did not answer. On Monday morning, he missed his flight to Miami. Really weird. I mean, and it was all paid for. He paid for it. Like, it was all ready to go. And... He was then reported missing to the Columbus police. The investigation. This is also super, super weird. Police began their search for Schaefer at the Ugly Tuna Saluna, the bar where he had last been seen since the area around South Campus Gateway was somewhat blighted with a high crime rate. Little weird. Hmm. The bar had installed security cameras, so they were ready for things. The reviewed the footage, which showed Schaefer, Florence, and Reed going up the escalator to the bar's main entrance at 1.15 a.m. Schaefer was seen outside the bar around 1.55 a.m., 
five minutes before closing, talking briefly with two young women and saying goodbye, then moving off camera in the direction of the bar, apparently to re-enter. The camera did not record him leaving shortly afterwards when the tuna saluna closed. That was the last time he was seen. It was possible investigators realized that Schaefer could have changed his clothes in the bar or put a hat on and kept his head down, hiding his face from the camera. The camera might also have missed Schaefer. One panned across the area constantly, and the other was operated manually. He might have also left the building in another route. However, the building's only exit was a service door, not generally used by the public, opened at one time onto the construction site that officers believe would have been difficult to walk through while sober, much less intoxicated, as Schaefer likely was at the time. Since Columbus has the most security cameras of any city in Ohio, so you would think he would have been seen by any of these cameras, more than Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Toledo combined. Lots of cameras. You're locked down Very in locked Columbus. Down. Officers next looked at the footage from other bars to see if the cameras could explain how Schaefer had left the ugly tuna saluna. However, footage from the cameras at three other nearby bars showed no trace. The search began to fan out by the Ugly Tuna Saluna with officers sometimes accompanied by police dogs looking closely in the street, inspecting dumpsters and waste containers, and asking residents if they had seen Schaefer. Flyers bearing his picture showing a tattoo on his upper right arm of a stick figure logo from the cover artwork for the single of Alive by Pearl Jam, one of his favorite bands, and nothing as distinctive fleck on of his irises were posted wildly. Uh, police even persuaded the city of Columbus to let them into the sewer system to search there. Crazy. No useful information was uncovered. At Schaefer's apartment on King Avenue, six blocks from the bar, his car was still parked outside. Inside, nothing it appeared to miss. So he didn't necessarily take any money or anything like that, just disappeared. After searching miles away from the ugly Tuna Saluna in every direction, police began to consider other possibilities besides an accident or foul play. Since Schaefer's mother had recently died, it was speculated he had gone temporarily to grieve in solitude. Yet, his disappearance proved permanent. No evidence, reason, appeared for him voluntarily disappearing. Those who had seen Schaefer that evening, including his father, were asked to take a lie detector test. He and Reed passed theirs, as did reportedly all the others, with Florence refu- but Florence refused. With two women Brian had last been seen talking to were later identified. They said in 2009 that they had never been asked to take one themselves. A little weird. The two girls that he randomly talked to. So a little they, weird. They were never questioned? They were questioned, but they didn't have them take a lie detector test to see if their statements were true. Although it's not like you can hold that up in court because it's a lie detector test. They, you yeah. can beat them. Wagner called Schaefer's phone every evening before going to bed for a long time after the disappearance. Did they ever try to triangulate his cell phone movements? Oh, like pinging off towers? I'm sure they did, but I don't think it brought anything up. Usually it went to voicemail, but one night in September it actually rang three times. I kept calling it to hear it purely because it was one of the best sounds I've ever heard. Even if no one picked up, she wrote. Which is weird, because this is now months afterwards, so you would think that it would, like... Just go straight to voicemail. Yeah, if it it was dead or if it was completely turned off, like, it's weird. Super weird. Oh, excuse me, I had to burp. Um, She wrote on her MySpace page. MySpace. (laughs) Singular. Schaefer's wireless provider said that Wagner heard 
may have been due to a computer glitch. A ping from the phone was detected at a cell tower in Hillard, 14 miles northwest of Columbus. So here's back to where we're talking about the pings. But I don't think they found anything that really, like, figured anything out. The police received many tips, none of which resulted in any breakthroughs in the case. Pearl Jam concert later that year in Cincinnati, lead singer Eddie Vedder took the time between songs to ask tips for Schaefer's disappearance, but none of them were useful either. Possible sightings in Michigan, Texas, and even Sweden were investigated. Randy Schaefer, who had recently suffered the death of his wife, continued the search for his son on his own. A psychic he consulted told him Schaefer's body was in water near a bridge pier. He and Derek, Brian's younger brother, along with some citizens who had become interested in the case, bought waiters and spent much of their free time along the shores of the Olgentani. Olgentani. The river. (laughs) I can't can't say it. It's O-L-E-N-T-A-N-G-Y. I don't know why I can't say it. It's something like that. Olentangy? That sounds right. Which flows through Columbus adjacent to the OSU campus, searching in in vain for the body near bridges. I have a question for you guys. What? Do you believe um, when they get psychics involved that they're actually telling the truth? Or do you think, like, they're just doing it to... I think they're telling what they believe is true. Uh, yeah, I would say I think they believe that they're they're seeing the other, the other side of what we can't see or perceive because they have the gift. But, I mean, it doesn't always pan out. Sometimes it's right, which is very spooky because it's like, damn, dude, this shit could very, well, very, very, very well but be real. But then sometimes real. it's not even close. Yep. So, I mean, like, I take it with a grain of salt whenever I hear about it. Where I'm like, if it works out, that's crazy. If it doesn't... That's to be expected. So, uh, this possibility also led police to briefly consider the heavily disputed smiley face murder theory. Schaefer, under this theory, would be the purported serial killer's only victim whose body had not yet been found. Columbus police eventually rejected any connection to the alleged serial killer in Schaefer's case following the lead of most law enforcement agencies including the FBI that have looked into it we'll have to do an episode on the smiley face killer one of those times did you sneeze bless you Uh, subsequent developments shortly after Randy Schaefer's death Neil Rosenberg attorney for Florence wrote to Don Colbert a private investigator who has volunteered his time to help Schaefer's family and Brian regarding this client's ongoing refusal to take the lie detector test Rosenberg in dude just needs to take the damn test I know or just tell him what the fuck happened because he obviously knows something what if he killed him and he's hiding it, the fact that he killed him. It's very possible. If you don't want to work with police, you're very much incriminated at that point. I've watched Law and Order, I know. <laughs> uh, Rosenberg intimated that he had learned the Columbus police investigation in the case believed that Schaefer was alive. If Brian is alive, which is what I'm led to believe after speaking with the detective involved, then it is Brian, not Clint, who is causing his family pain and hardship. Bullshit, Rosenberg wrote. Bullshit. You know something and you don't want to say it. Brian should come forward and end this, Florence said. Bullshit. You are literally trying to cover your own ass. 
Uh, he said so, did not have anything to hide. They are in a heated argument over 100%. this. Probably still to this day. I 100% don't feel good about this Clint. Don't. He had merely told everything he knew from the beginning and did not see the value of doing so again. That is sus as fuck. Super sus. Rosenberg uh, assertions notwithstanding many of those who were close to Brian have criticized Florence for not being forthcoming enough. As soon as the detective started getting involved, that's when he pretty much had no contact with anybody, recalled Derek. I've always thought he definitely knows something, just won't come forward with it. He believes it's still possible that Schaefer is alive and Florence knows where he might have gone. If Brian did take off somewhere, if that's the case, we just always had a strong feeling that Clint would possibly know that. He said, Wagner also thinks that Florence is withholding information, but believes that it is likely her former boyfriend is dead and did not return. Bless you, Violet. I cannot imagine he would have just done that, she said. In 2014, Columbus police said that they were still receiving at least two tips a month in the case via the Criminal Stoppers hotline. Awesome hotline. It's very, It's been very helpful in a lot of other cases, too, where people have brought tips forward and it's actually made made a lot of help um the evidence in the case filled four boxes of files one of the original investigators andre edwards told the columbus monthly that after extensive review of the camera footage at the ugly tuna saluna from the night that schaefer disappeared which was intended to rule out the idea that he could have left in disguise he could say with 100 percent certainty that schaefer did not leave via the escalator police say that there were three theories about the case but declined to discuss them even generally with magazines. In 2019, an image of alleged American homeless man in Tijuana, Mexico, bearing a resemblance to Schaefer began circulating online. Columbus news station 10TV forwarded the image to the detective in charge of Schaefer's case in 2020. The detective sent the image to the FBI for facial recognition analysis, which ruled him out as the identity of the man. In March 2021, the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations released an age-proposed photo with Schaefer, what he might look like at the age of 42, nearly 15 years after his disappearance. And he still has not been found There's to this Some day. people, though, man, when they disappear, if they planned it, they're they never it going right. to be find, found. They're usually people like him, well-off. Very smart, intelligent. Smart, and they just disappear and they're gone forever because they don't ever want to be found they want to live a different life they want to be a different person it's seriously crazy his doesn't sound like any foul play or anything like i it think does, he it, planned it the very perfect much escape. Be voluntary it sounds like he planned the perfect escape and only one person knows and they're gonna go to their grave with it because they want to protect his wishes yeah exactly which i still think it's very sus it's very selfish for it's someone selfish to do and this. sus it's worse than honest dis- planning your own disappearance is worse than killing yourself because you're hurting everybody involved. killing yourself the least the person gets the closure gets the closure of knowing that you know but 40 what it 15 years later he's 42 now you probably wouldn't be able to recognize him because 15 years does a lot to a person especially if he's he lived a hard covered life up tattoos easily or gotten it redone you know what i mean like added something to it so it doesn't look anything the same there's a lot of possibilities he could have done so many different facial hair changes or hair changes you mm-hmm. can change the color of your eyes like you can get botox and you will never look the same right get a whole new nose and your whole face changes 100 percent. i some am, fatter lips 
I am super hopeful that one day they find Maybe out Maybe he happened. looks like a 42-year-old man with, like, duck lips and... He's got the duck lips, like... <laughs> that would be interesting. I just... I want to know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is one of those, like... It's like D.B. Cooper, bro. D.B. Cooper is also a crazy story. Where it's like, how the fuck do you find a guy laying in a suit on a beach... And there's no evidence Wait, of him is ever that existing. The man? That's no. D.B. Cooper is he, different. He robbed a bank, hopped on a plane, and then held up the plane, oh. jumped out of the plane with a parachute. Apparently, it said that <laughs> he wasn't wearing. What I was wearing, talking about the man too, though. Apparently, he wasn't even wearing the parachute. And he just he put it on while he was woo. falling. Is what they say, but that yep. would have been impossible at that speed because you're going yeah. like 120 miles an hour. But it happened. But it happened, and it's said that someone found somebody on the side, and they believe it was him, but... But it can't be completely correct. And the Somerton man is also very interesting, because they found a man in a suit laying on a beach, and they couldn't trace him back to anything. He had no no prints, nothing, like, you know what I mean, to, like, say who he was, like, no identification, nothing. It was yeah. super weird. They call him the Somerton man. She's sleeping. No. No, she's just laying there all crazy. Haha, <laughs> babies. <laughs> so, yeah, that that is Brian Schaefer. It leaves many roads of possibilities. I think a lot of us have probably seen the video. It's a pretty... Brian Schaefer's pretty... It, you've ev- never seen it? Oh, my God. Every crime junkie, like, morbid, true crime garage, like, all the big, big name true crime people have covered this because it is such a wild case there is more cases like this too of people disappearing without a trace which these are the most interesting ones to me where it's just like the possibilities are almost endless they really are thousands of people disappear every year it's a really sad thing whether they're murdered planned accidental get lost yeah or just random it's there's so many i mean the Gabby dis the Gabby what was her name Gabby Petito Gabby Petito thing that happened last year that was a wild ride that and was then a wild they one they found what was his name Brian also Brian Lautner yeah they found his Lautner? diary trying to confess Landry. To something Landry 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 Landry, Landry. Landry. Well, yeah it's one of the two you should just call him trash he was yeah so he's so. a piece of shit so <laughs> Brian trash Brian trash Brian I mean, trash bag she was a hundred yards away from where they were parked and broke her leg, so it put her out of her misery like a broken cow. Like, piece of shit. Terrible person. Terrible. And then he killed himself in a high tide. Yep. Well, yeah. he shot himself, didn't he? Yeah, where it goes to high tide, and then so they wouldn't find his body. But they found him. His parents also didn't do much to help the case because they knew what he did, and they knew he left. Yeah. So, all around shit. Yeah, it's always crazy when you get into these trade crime situations. People that probably normally would have been like, "No, we got to turn ourselves in." When they get into that situation, they're like, "We got to be, we got to play the fi- the fiddle here, plead the fiddle, <laughs> and just say we didn't know anything." Because, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna protect your family at all costs. Yeah, I would. Pro- if Violet so you, decided I mean, to kill somebody, I'd protect her. You can't. You can't blame the people for wanting to protect, but it's also like you could have stop this yeah you could have easily stopped it but you decided to be an accessory to murder yeah what do you think violet what's your take on true crime say what goes bump of the night or don't say anything (laughs) too shy 
Too shy. That's okay. We have too some shy, bits too cool of you saying this. it anyways. Because <laughs> <laughs> she knows it's live. Thanks for letting me talk about Tara Lay Calico. I thought she was pretty interesting. As well. And the You've random got boy. more in the booklet, so we can do more of these yeah. eventually. Yeah, we'll definitely do more disappearances here in the future. I've got another one that's in the barrel ready to go, too, so it's a good one, too. It's about a car they found that just was completely on the side of the road, wide open. All the lights were on, it was running, and the lady was gone. Incredible. Fucking crazy. Dun, dun, dun. But maybe we'll even do an episode live, like, from ghostorama we'll see we'll talk about it i think it's a good idea we could we could totally manage it we yeah, got laptops I don't think it'll be that hard we have phones <laughs> and you guys have me all right. extra help <laughs> yes so we'll see you on august 20th at ghostorama in paul paul michigan <laughs> you can find us on every podcast streaming service that includes podbean pandora youtube facebook google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify Live. Pandora, I think I already said it. There's 10,000 other ones. Deezer. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. Go buy some merch in the link description down there below. Donate us money if you want. Say, Violet, give us money. Say it. Say it. Say it. So give us money. <laughs> if you could see her, she's showing she's her baby teeth. Yeah, the whole cute little <laughs> face thing. But remember, folks, to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes. Bump. Bye. Say bye.